When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Thomas. <laughs> you don't like it? Every show. <laughs> people understand I just, what I got to deal with? Uh, I just don't think people call you that enough, that's all. They probably don't. Yeah, they call you a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. What do we got today? Uh, oh, you I know, before we get started, Tom, Thomas. Oh, boy. If people are at home and they're like, man, I really wish I could support these two, yeah, come, check out our pa- <laughs> come check out our Patreon. Uh, we've got some extra content going up there all the time and if uh you want to throw us a couple shekels we'd really appreciate it also helps, helps with uh, the studio and the production and everything yeah um and if you're looking for uh an incredible way to get some awesome electrolytes and help us out in the process you can go to drink slash the standard and get some free salts and yeah you got an awesome products so all right on to the show all right this came out in january but we're going to go down to the Valley of the Sun. Uh, is that China? <laughs> Was that, what? Isn't that like the... There's something to that. I'm on it. On it. <laughs> China, Valley of the Sun. Let's hear it. Uh, they're the no, Empire? No, it is not. Empire of the Sun? The Sun Empire? The Valley of the Sun is Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, Empire of the Sun is China. Okay, well, this is the Valley of the Sun. Why, so what is and it? And so we're going on to Phoenix. Oh, let's, just, okay. let's just move past where you're taking it, okay? <laughs> Like I said, this is what I got to put up with. Uh, it's it's tough, tough life. All right, in January of so this was this was a article a month ago, but it starts out with in January of 2017, Ben Lindquist got a call I'll never forget. His mom said, "Hey, the house is on fire. I could actually see the column from what I guess now is probably 15 miles away, and it took 20 minutes for firefighters to arrive. The first closest fire engine to my parents' house." was less than a mile away. Unfortunately, they were on another call. The next closest fire truck to my parents' house, they were on another call. The next closest fire truck station to my parents' house, they were on a call. So they got the fourth closest fire truck 20 minutes later. Lindquist is the executive VP of the United Phoenix Firefighters Union and a firefighter himself. So his parents, works for Phoenix, parents' house on fire, fourth do rig turns out to be the first do because as the article states, Phoenix Fire Department running at crisis levels, union calling for more resources. The fire department is averaging a nine-minute response time compared to the recommended time of five minutes. It ain't going to get better unless you put, you know, you just, I guess one of the solutions is, which a lot of, a lot of uh, I see it done down there, is they'll double up engines. What know? do you mean? 
like two. So it'll be a single company house, but then they'll put a second engine in. Oh. Um, <laughs> but you're going to start putting third engines in, you know, I don't know, two engines in each out, you know. It's either you do that or you find a way to keep those engines that you already have in the station more. So we, we've talked about it a lot before, but this is, uh, this is like a, I guess a symptom of the problem. What the problem is, is we've said yes to doing more and more and more so many years. And then next thing you know, we're doing everything. And now we have to start saying no. I mean, what's more important, right? Like, do we need to send a fire truck and an ambulance to each medical call? Uh, no, is the, is the short <laughs> right. answer. Um, so then because we have now created a society where they expect 100% service for 100% of your problems, how do you fix that? I don't know if they really, I don't know if expect is the right word. I feel like they just, oh, that's what I'm told to do. You get locked out of your house, call the fire department. Hmm. So education. So if you tell them that you're not doing anymore, then they'll go, oh, I'll go back to calling a locksmith because the fire department doesn't do that. Or the city needs to come up with a full service entity that well, can go out and do that. Typically stuff. things that are free also don't come the you fast. You, you it doesn't come lights for. and sirens, right? Yeah, what you, you can get something that's done well, cheap, or fast, and you can only pick two. So if it's well and fast, it ain't gonna be cheap. It ain't gonna be cheap. Or you can be cheap and fast, and it's not gonna be done well. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. So that's that's, that's a good one. It, it fits. It fits for that example too. Yeah. Uh, or you just have, as the society, you have to pay for it. You have to increase. Yeah, a la carte, you. more or less. Yep. Or, you know, like your taxes are going to be increased, that, which nobody likes. But see, the problem with that is, is like, does it really, I mean, especially in municipalities, your taxes, I mean, you can increase a mill levy and if it goes to the district and it's, then you get it all. But municipalities, it's going to go to a general fund and you're never going to see it. So right. it's not helping. In our case, it wouldn't help us unless it's going to pay for more resources. So where do you draw the line of where, what we should be going on? You, what's 911? Well, it's an emergency service. Emergencies. Okay. So, so how do you, you – that's subjective was actually, to some people. Yeah, but there was actually a pretty good post. I remember somebody put it out, and it was from a fire department, either union or like their kind of PIO division. And it was like, just so you know, the, these are what emer- emergencies are and these are not. Mm-hmm. At least it's a starting point, right, that people can reference that. But I think you have to put that list together, right? So put it on your site, put it – I mean – when these maybe you know because the whole times on nine one sometimes can be long. Yeah. Then you have a you have a message playing in the background. If you you know like sometimes if you call oh. a doctor like if you're having this it's a medical emergency call nine one you'd be like if you're having this it's not an emergency you should hang up and call a locksmith. <laughs> maybe we do that you know. It's not a bad but idea. it's it's a lot of education and and then you're probably gonna have to show up a few times and be like yeah we charge for that now. So here's a question. Okay. Do you want to be the firefighter or the officer on the engine or truck company that shows up and goes, yeah, we charge for that now. I can't help you. No. Or maybe a better way is it comes to you and then, yeah, I mean, I think I think the a dispatch center has to classify the calls. Like, this isn't a fire one. And then we transfer it, and the other person is like, just so you know, uh, this is what we do. We don't do this unless you want to pay for it and then collect payment over the phone and then you send it back over to dispatch. And they pay. 
<laughs> so you just reroute the call. I mean, you never know. That could be where we end up. I mean, we go, we go on lift assists where there are capable people that work for the community that are just as big as we are, and there's yeah. just as many of them there. And they say, well, the community says that we can't pick them up. They're not injured, but we can't pick them up because the liability. We're not EMTs. And it's like, um, I think we've all been picking each other up since we were kids, right? Yeah. So it doesn't take any, there's no liability in that if they're not injured. Uh, And then you and I ran that call one time where we got delayed going over there because it was a non-emergent lift assist so we took it as a truck company and we took so long to get there but we were we were in route the entire time we were right. just coming from the other end of the city that if that's the problem they, they figured they like you know the lady's in the stairwell and she looks up and i'm like can you just pick me up help well, i just need help up and they're like fine okay and then they cancel it's like why, why aren't we doing do that? that all the time i just don't know how you could stare at someone who's who's clearly in distress and just be like, you gotta wait. Yeah, I like, mean, as a, as a as a human, I would be like, I'm just gonna can, pick you. Up. Can you just give me a hand? Yeah, like, or like, hey, like we do just sign here, saying that. That's fair too. You know what right? I'm saying? Right, like, like hey, hey uh, just here's a generic like waiver on a on an iPad, and every time they bring it, they have the person sign it. I'm I'm currently uninjured. If I do get injured, I won't go after that. Yeah. That's actually a great idea. See, I get one solving a year solving problems. I got one a year. How mad would you be though? What? Fourth to to your house on fire. I mean, this isn't just a. That's fire. just the first rig. So yeah. if the first rig's fourth to, it's what another ten minutes before like four rigs get on scene. People need to start to realize that when you call nine one one, there's a chance people aren't going to show up, and that goes for the cops too. Like you need to be self sufficient enough that either however you set your home up or however you defend your home or, and I, that, that goes for having smoke alarms, having a fire extinguisher, like training your family. It's not up to emergency services to come and solve all those problems. You got to be proactive. But think about when we had, we had a big five alarm fire. Every cop in the city was there. Every fire truck in the city was there. If you, if you have an issue, no one's coming. Yeah. No one is coming to help you. So if you don't have that mindset... You better have a plan B and C. Like, you know, it's like... Totally. Oh, I need to get this person to the hospital. Well, there's no ambulances. Okay, what's next? On that five-alarm fire, there was a shooting that happened two blocks away. I mean, luckily the cops were close, but if that shooting happened across town, you might be waiting 20 minutes for cops to come help. So I think the bigger education piece is... You have to get ready for that yourself because when you call, you might get a busy signal. You might get put on hold or they might just say, no one's coming. I mean, honestly, you have a big enough incident inside your city that everyone's busy. So what are you going to do? The 911 system is not for emergencies, right? Paper's got left sides what emergencies are, right side non-emergencies in general. You have to start passing that out. Yeah, I've had some moments in my life where if you read it on paper, it wasn't an emergency, but it sure felt like it at the time, you know? You were overwhelmed? Yeah, I was driving home from uh, univers- or Ohio State versus Michigan, and the- our entire car got the stomach flu. <laughs> it felt All like... Right, this is exactly... It felt you like You are the problem. <laughs> help, help. 
That was an College emergency. College kids, we don't know what to do. I mean, that's right. It was an emergency. Okay. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Troy Firefighter, who is also... Is this in, like Troy, Alabama? Uh, this is New York. Troy Firefighter, who's also an Albany County Sheriff's Office paramedic. That's interesting. Uh, is accused of burglarizing the home of people who had been taken to the hospital. So 39-year-old Devin Farina, he was a paramedic with the sheriff's office, which I guess is a thing up there. And he would transport people to the hospital and then go back to their house and rob all their stuff. Hey, no one's home. I, mean, I know clearly for a fact. I know for a fact no one's home. And I left the door open, so this is perfect. Param- it's like the wet bandits turned in, <laughs> yeah. turned paramedic. <laughs> He's been so a- do you think he started his career by like, hey, what's... I want to. I want to rob some people. Why don't I just become a paramedic so I can get into their homes? No, I think I don't believe that this guy's that smart. So you think he got into paramedicine and was like, "Man, this is like some valuables here. I could just come and take them. No one would know. No one would know. Except I'm just going to take cameras this. in the house. I know that's how he got caught. Uh, so how much do you think he made a year from those two jobs? So he's he doubled his. A medic for the sheriff's department. So he was a firefighter. He was also a paramedic with the sheriff's department. Mm, Hundred grand. Hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars a year he was making. Okay. And yet, not enough, Craig. (laughs) What are yeah? What are you doing in Troy, New York? (laughs) Well, that you need to have all this extra money. Yeah, downtown. I think I don't know anything about New York, dude. No. So, you know, he's he's a dumb dumb. He's a dumb dumb. What are we doing? This might go into the category of what are we doing? Yeah, it would for sure. I don't understand how pe- like people slip through the cracks in the hiring process. Like I've had a really rigorous hiring process with background checks and psychological evals and all this other sorts of stuff. Like how do you slip I mean, through the it, cracks? I just think people make stupid decisions. Like they hadn't made decision or one they'd have been caught and they get hired and then they make a stupid decision and they just keep rolling with it. Well, that's just what gets them the first one, you know, first but, one they got caught. But this guy's been doing it for a while. So say how he got caught? No. Probably a ring camera or something. Those damn Arlo's. What's an Arlo? Security cameras. Oh. Yeah. Arlo's the name of them? Mm-hmm. Oh. I just know Ring. Or Simply Safe. Would be nice to be sponsored by Simply Safe. You know? Like to have the, the gun safes in the car? Uh, Do they make, don't they make some of those? I don't know. Why Simply Safe? Oh, like because I, fire safes, you're saying? Like, no, 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 no. no. It's because they sponsor like a billion podcasts, and it'd be oh. nice to get some of that Simply Safe money. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, I've been been in that email inbox. It's not in. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I have some questions, not necessarily news stories, but I have some questions. Oh, we're gonna make our own. We're gonna make our own stories. Yeah, we make our own stories. All right. Editorials. Yes. So. Uh, this gentleman works at a large department and he's at a single truck company station, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, he's been on the job for a while and he has a new captain. This is quote. He is absolute garbage. (laughs) One, absolutely no personal skills. He'll say some really weird stuff thinking he's being funny coming off gross or immature. Two, he he definitely has some sort of personal. Uh, has he spent time with us? (laughs) (laughs) Like you guys are a bunch of immature children this seems worse number two was he definitely has some sort of personality disorder maybe the captain captain's helmet has gotten to him um but he's always been kind of a weird guy i think it, like when you paint it red it seeps it just into seeps the, the paint, paint seeps into your it's lead lead yeah. based okay 
And then he has a weird fascination with the chiefs above him. So then the white paint probably is even more toxic. Is that it? (laughs) So this guy's asking, what do I do in this situation as a relatively new guy? He used to be in the military, so he's used to dealing with guys like him. And in the military, they'd call him out immediately. But unfortunately, he can't really do that to his superior. I don't know. You get a read on a guy, whether he's going to be receptive to anything. And if not, you just move on. So you think... Just leave the station. station. Yeah. Or, you know, but the, then the, the read is too, will he be here for a while? And sometimes you can tell like, oh, this guy's not going to be here for a while. So maybe outwork him. Yeah. Like put in so much work. You could do that. That was your solution at one point, right? I mean, like. Yeah. Like it was, you would just, some guys you didn't work for didn't want to train. You just, <laughs> just train like all the time as well as getting everything else done. Yeah. yeah. Don't give him an excuse. Right. To, to get on you. So figure out, this is just my opinion, figure out what his thing is. I feel like every officer is like, I am a stickler on. What was my thing? Not bothering you. <laughs> You're a stickler on not bothering you. You Oh, don't leave me alone. Yeah. That's untrue. You little bitch. No, when you had some stuff going on, it was like. No, no, but I mean like, what was, what are my, what's my thing around the station? What oh, are, your thing around the station was like, I don't really care how this place looks, but like. You have to train every single day. You got to be good on calls. You got to be good on calls. Like, yeah. that was your thing. Um, I've had some other officers who are like, this place needs to look spick and span for a white glove inspection every single day. So, how you can get around that is get into work early, start cleaning if that's that officer's deal. And when you go out and train at, let's say you get to work at 6 a.m., at 9 a.m., you can start training. And when he's like, well, what about this? What about this? Well, it's already done. Oh, that's done, bud. It's already done. Already done. Oh, we have inspections. Go back to your office. We have inspections to do. Uh, oh, I, actually, I did them. I actually called. Signed them all off last shift. We did 20 inspections in two hours. <laughs> done. <laughs> I called the uh, businesses, and they're not open today. Like, you need to take away excuses from guys like yeah. that. But you also, like, he. this guy says that uh, he has a weird fascination with the Chiefs. What Make, does that mean? I think he's just oh, a brown noser. He wants to like yeah, yeah. make him all, look good. We've all been around those. Yeah, may, but make him look good. So take care of the things that's important. To yeah, that, like whatever. Like we've all been around that. It's like, like is that really an issue? Unless it's a, is that really affecting him? No, yeah. He's no. just irritated. Like he's just bugged by him with that little part. I get it. Well, you're not going to get along with everybody, yeah. but he is your boss. So make him look good. If you're on a truck company, you know, most of the time – just get in a position where you're when you're splitting on a house fire that you're not on with on him, his team. Right? Then you're <laughs> yeah. then your own officer when it matters, you know. That's true. Um, so I hope that helps. Okay. All right. Uh, at this point, we all know there's PFAS in our gear. The IAFF guidance is to only wear gear when necessary on calls. I don't think this cuts it at slow houses. If you only do hard work and full gear at a handful of fires, you're not going to be comfortable or competent in your gear. I agree with that. So then he kind of goes on to say that we swore an oath and we should do that. So I think we can strike a balance between the IAFF position and, say, the smoke diver training program. And if no one knows what that is, it's basically like a week-long So smoke divers, I mean, I've seen parts of it, but they're obviously in their gear all the time, time, all week. And they're burning. Do you have a problem with that? No. I don't either. I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, I 100% believe that the more you're in your gear, the better you perform on the fire ground. Like it becomes a non-factor because when you're not in your gear, we've all been at this point in our career where it's, it's uncomfortable and you're just gets too hot and everything just bugs you, you know, it's cumbersome. That's what you're thinking about. Yeah. It takes away bandwidth. Yep. And when you're comfortable in it, 
then it becomes a non-issue and you can focus on obviously the ever-changing conditions of a fire ground, right? And adjust. Yeah. Kind of like, um, I would say the biggest example that has to do with PP is not necessarily the gear itself, but the gloves. When you train in gloves and you're in them all the time and you mask up in gloves, then when you're on the fire ground, it's, I don't have to take them off for anything. I don't have to take them off to adjust my radio. I don't have to take them off to, to do any task on the fire ground. Take my mask off, put it on. Everything's done with gloves, you know? I think it's your mind is consumed with fear when you haven't trained in, in certain sections. So let's say that I'm terrified of my mask up, right? Like I, it takes me a minute. I got to do it a very, very specific way or it doesn't work on your way to the fire. That's what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the thing that scares you or man, I, I hate wearing a pack and doing X, Y, Z. I hope you don't get that job instead of, I don't care what job we do. I know that when I'm inside my gear, I can do anything. So we don't really know, and this is an honest question, I, I'm, we don't really know if it's the PFAS that's causing cancer or is it the carcinogens or it has to heat, is it in a fi- only in a fire that it heats up and it off gases that then we're absorbing it? I mean, when we're training and our body temp, you know, the internal is like 100, but like let's just say sometimes – the middle of summer or something, I mean, inside the jacket, if you are getting after it, it's got to be 120, one, right? Higher? Because, I mean, just the Not your internal up. core, but no, the, the inside, inside of your core. Within yep. the jacket. Yep. I if mean, your internal core is 100, then... There's a few problems here. One, the amount of PFAS that's in our gear is roughly the same amount that's in everything else that we wear, right? So, like, your hat? I mean, I've worn a baseball cap forever. Yeah. Right? And played in, I mean, went to school in Arizona. So, I mean, we were, I mean, you were sweating your ass off and you've got this thing around your head. Yeah. You're sweating you have the whole all time. this synthetic clothing on and right. like it's in the, in our water bottles. Like, I mean, what's in under, like, you know, the Under Armour shirts. I, they, that all has chemicals stuff. that are going to affect us negatively. The problem with our stuff is that one, our pores open up when we start right. to get hot, right? So we're absorbing a lot more of that. The two is that we never really have clean gear, like even when it's professionally cleaned. So you're saying the it's the leftover, yeah, leftover like, carcinogens. And so, so let's just say that the gear, if if it's leftover carcinogens, and you are training in that gear, and you heat and you heat up, and the gear heats up, then you're going to absorb that totally. Okay. So this gentleman's suggestion was um, clean gear, then like wash your stuff, wash your liners. Yeah, but even then, you're that's those carcinogens are impregnated in that because even professional cleaning only gets fifty percent. So you're never in truly clean gear once that stuff's been exposed to the stuff that we go into. Even like the food on the stoves, where you just have, you know, those Teflon pans will heat up and off gas. Like all that stuff's getting inside your gear. So this person's suggestion was, in my completely unscientific recommendation, is that members with less than five years should be doing hard work and gear once per pay period, so once every two weeks, and members with more than five years should be doing work once a month. In gear. In gear. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, I the, the benefits I've had since I started regularly training in gear, which was probably at like year five. Yeah. And before then, I would I would work out in it. Really, just wouldn't combine. Like it, like it's it's a once a week thing for sure, yeah. at least. 
So thinking of once a month, probably not enough for me. Not even close. Once once a once a week. I could I could back off to that maybe. I mean, part of it's mental too, right? Once I feel like once you've really embraced the gear and you just don't really care about putting it on, it's just what you do, that's part of it. Like you don't need to revisit that well, you know, every, every single day to get it. But so you think it might be a little more subjective based on the person? So I, I I'll say this, you don't need to revisit the well to get that like mental aspect of like being comfortable in it. But I think there's that physical acclimation that, that helps in the fitness part of it, that if you aren't in gear for a long time, even though you have spent many hours of your life in it, it's still going to be a little adjustment. You know, it's like not wearing a pack for a long time and then all of a sudden you put it on for four or five hours. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are benefits to working out in your gear besides just that mental part, right? If your internal core temperature is between 101 and 105, your body releases heat shock proteins, which is the same benefits you're getting from a sauna per se. So we go on a lot of sick people, right? Sure. For years now Mm -hmm. going on sick people. And we started doing, I mean, workouts in gear, like almost every shift. Yeah. What, five, six years ago. And I'll, I'll say that the winter months, you typically get sick more, you know, that's when the flu season hits. And since we started doing that, there are some years, like I'll go a full calendar year without getting sick. And then other times I'll also feel it coming on Yeah, and I'll go hit the stairs and it goes away and it goes away. And so I actually think (laughs) to steal his words in my unscientific (laughs) study, I 100% believe that that's the reason why I don't get as sick, you know, in the environments we operate in, it's because I'm heating up in that stuff. It's like a sauna. Yeah, I mean, this is what my understanding of it. And again, I'm an idiot. Yes, but, you are. But that's certified. <laughs> um, those heat shock proteins will basically go up and clean up all of the misformed and let's call them bad cells that you have and increases your immune function. It'd be interesting, right? be quite the research conclusion to say if, if they ever found out that oh yeah well um the PFAS and the and the carcinogens that you get on a fire when you heat up and your pores open up increase your chance for cancer but spending more time in your gear and like exercising actually decreases you know I you know it would be a pretty interesting conclusion right yeah I mean I don't know of any studies that have been done with that, but I do know that following a certain protocol of sauna reduces your all-cause mortality. So like there is, there's clear scientific benefit of increased internal core temps. I've said this before too. I think, I think sleep's the bigger enemy. Well, again, let's look at the other problems that we're having, right? 75% of the fire Uh, services is overweight, right? We get horrible sleep. I would say that the majority of the fire service utilizes inappropriate coping mechanisms, right? Alcohol being one of them and our increased level of, of stress and mental illness. Like you can't discount all that stuff and just say, Hey, it's the PFAS in our gear. Don't work out in it and you'll be fine. Like that is not an appropriate thing. Like it's all of it. Yeah. I, I agree. So I, I think that this guy's, um, that's a, 
fine plan. It's I don't a fine plan. I think I it's a little. Don't think you can. It's a little. Say low. we're not training in gear at all. I just think that puts you in a puts bad you in a spot, man. man. Bad spot. It's it's if you're not used to that heat stress, it's gonna get you. Yeah, you get overwhelmed and you just you don't function. Yeah, you, know? you vapor lock and yep. you know you can't cognitively function. Yep. Um. So I I'd bump those numbers up a little bit, but once a week. Yeah, everybody should do once a week. And if uh, you're, let's go once every third shift. How about that? That's once a week and a half. There's a compromise. Yeah, you heard it right here on the standard. <laughs> That's the prescription. <laughs> By two idiots. Yeah. Yep. By two idiots with some unscientific research. <laughs> Basically 100% opinion. Oh, man. All right. Here's a good one. Uh, Where did tw- you get these from, by the way? Uh, these were sent in by some people. Did you, that one about the captain didn't like, was that one of your subordinates? Ah, uh, cute. Yeah. No, was it was it, it's one of was yours. It a recruit at training that wrote no, that about it was, you? It was one of yours. He really likes the Chiefs. He's infatuated. Such a piece of <laughs> <laughs> I got him vapor locked. No, there's a couple good ones in here. I just want to. Well, you go to the one you're going to ask. Starting Academy for a 25,000 person city in a few weeks. What should I expect and how can I prepare for an Academy? Depends on the Academy they run. How about what kind you of. You should prepare for the toughest Academy. Okay. So what does that look like? That means you come in in shape. Okay. And well, that's that subjective. Means, well, what Round that, is a shape. What that means is. You could, say, peruse through a CrossFit page, right, with workouts, and follow those for, like, a month. Now, don't, like, go crazy when it says, like, 11111, like, clean max, yeah. 275, right? Learn the, you know, hopefully you have a basic understanding of some Olympic lifts, and you picked up weight and put it down before, but do those for, like, 30 days and, like, see how you feel. And if it were me, I'd want to be able to do two a days. I'd want to be able to do 20 to 30 minute workout once a day and then 20 to 30 in the afternoon. And I would probably just mix in some of that like endurance because it's just you go, go, go. Then when you feel that comfortable, I would say like, hey, the second month, start adding a weight pack, weight vest, you know? One thing that anyone who wants to get in this job needs to understand is that you are a professional athlete, right? You, the, the city that you're working for is paying you for what you can physically do. Even well before the fire academy starts, you need to start training like a professional you, athlete. It's your tryout, right? It, if you look at it like that, it's right? Your so tryout you don't throw up for you, a tryout, right? Because well, you don't show you, up for a tryout. You're trying out for the team. Yeah. Well, not you're trying out for the team in the academy, and then your real tryout's probation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like a tryout for a tryout, and I think that. Get your sleep right. Get your nutrition down. Wake up early. Like, yeah, yeah do the acclimate. things that you're going to have to Wake do. up, work out early. Yeah. And then you know what? Like in the afternoon when you're feeling that like fatigue, go work out. One thing that, because we've been seeing a lot of people come through the academy that just aren't physically ready. And what are your thoughts on this? If you could come up with a set number of movements or times, like you have to run a mile in under this, you have to do this many push-ups in very much like the military does. But if you could give that to someone at the day they take their test and say, to get ready for this academy, these are benchmarks you should be at to have a shot at finishing this thing. Because if you're like... I would choose... I mean, honestly, 
I think the easiest way for something like that is like take that CrossFit workout, Cindy. Yeah. Right. Five pull-ups and you got to be honest with yourself, right? You know, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats and 10 rounds in 20 beginner. Yeah. But I think to be ready for a fire Academy, you should be able to get a round a minute. You should be able to do 20 minutes and get 20 rounds of like good squats, good push-ups. Fine. If you want to kip, whatever, I mean, just be able to pull yourself up over and over again. 20 rounds. I'd say that's, that's fair. And then here's another one. Go do Murph. And it's pretty much Cindy, right? It's 20 rounds in the middle of a mile run, right? On either end. Right. So do that in under 45 minutes. I mean, do it without, do it without weight and in in under 40 and then do it with weight. I don't know. What do you think? Under an hour? Under an hour, I think it'd be appropriate for, if you want to, that's, be, that's if you a, want to be at your best, but well, if you you're starting from being a 22 year old who's never worked out, you're 40 pounds overweight, and you go and which is an, an honest yeah, you, you, that means what I'm talking about right now that's 90 days out easily. The first thing you should do if you're that is do 75 hard. Yeah, that's a good one because I've seen guys do that. So you should go 75 hard, and then you could do hey, there. There you go. Why not just get ready for an academy at 75 hard? Love it. I mean, that's it's two workouts hydration, a day. reading. Yeah. Um, two workouts a day. And a diet. And a and a like an established diet. Yeah. And there wouldn't be a problem like going into an academy with that. I mean, the biggest thing in the academy is I think guys struggle like with that are the top guys that are in good shape, where they struggle is if they if they end up getting like malnourished because they're just not yeah, I mean, taking on enough calories for how much they're burning during the day, you know, and their hydration's off. They right. think, oh, I'm just going to drink water and I'll be fine. Yeah, um, I think that 100 percent gets gets yeah. folks, which can be like you can make those adjustments on a like a weekly basis. You know, yeah, this week, okay, I can make that change and then you're good. Like, hey, we're burning all this week, five thousand calories a day, easy. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger issue is that people have quitting as an option when they come into the academy. Like there's nothing you can do out of it as a as a staff though. Oh, I agree, but this this individual is asking what can I do to get ready? And whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. So true. figure out, go out and do some hard stuff and don't quit. So that's why I like that 75 hard because nobody's forcing you to do that before the academy. Right. And we've seen guys when they're at like day 60 and they're like i can't wait till this is over i i mean the guy at our station that completed i mean i'm a couple times at midnight he's getting the workout in you know yeah he'd be like i got to and so you are basically forcing yourself to get that done and nobody's really requiring it of you so then hopefully if you can get through that then you can go into an academy when people are requiring of you and you're getting paid and you could lose your job you know that type of stuff like yeah yeah, no problem like yeah i could stick it out i'm I got it. One, another issue I see is, especially with high performers, they get into an academy and they don't know how to shut up. Just sit. Quiet professional. Sit back. Let people tell your story. And let people expose themselves. And when, if nobody knows you to tell your story, just let your actions tell your story. That's it. By by week seven, week eight, they'll know. Just shut up. And by week 14, we'll be asking. Exactly. You know, well, hey, so what, what's, what's your you deal? Do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You but don't like, need to tell anybody anything. Just shut up. Yeah. 
We don't need like we we are. You shouldn't. No one cares. The training. No one cares. It's not even just in the fire academy, Craig. No one cares in real world stuff. The training staff, and I guess you're right. The if if we know your name in the first two weeks, we got a problem. Potentially, you know, like let yourself stand out. Just actions. That's it. Crush the workout. Crush the training. Good attitude. You know, and a hundred percent effort. The instructors get pissed at you. Like just okay. The whole point of the part of it, yeah, is to stress you out. So you just, you know, I'm not advocating that smiling at an instructor when they're and you're crushing it and they're crushing you is the is the way to do it. But you've seen and you've had those recruits that are really good and like you're you're just crushing. Yeah, and they're you're trying to crush them, and and they love every minute (laughs) of it. And then the instructors all get together and they're like, "That motherfucker!" (laughs) You like he loves this. You know, and and we laugh about it. You know, yeah. it's like can't do anything to that guy. You know, so like it says, and I'm not advocating smiling, and but it's like just take we, it. We will, we will take note. 100. percent Like high performers get that shit. Game respects game. Yeah. So that's it. All right. That's all we got. If you have any more questions, send them in to mail at the dash standard.us. 